Welcome to this episode when we are going to discuss some of the most prominent issues uh, that might affect the adoption of algorithmic credit scoring, in particular those challenges that um, this development poses for financial regulation. The central argument defended in this presentation and the paper that I've been reading on uh, is that the construction of the concept of accountability of credit received rating decision makers uh, assisted by algorithms responds to the morphogenic nature of regulation. We adopt the construction of uh, morphogenesis led by Professor Margaret um, Archer uh, in the sense of describing the change processes conceived as generative mechanisms that produce tendencies towards change in relation to organization of the social order. And in our context, the social order comprises designers, users, and those who are affected or benefited uh, by algorithmic credit uh, scoring systems. Uh, the necessary independence, and we argue, uh, the necessary interdependence between social normativism, uh, social integration, and regulation uh, as the main concept or the key concept of our discussion. We argue that the creation of an effective regulatory uh, concept of accountability for the algorithmic decision maker is called to respond to certain regulatory objectives, basically those of distributive uh, justice and the reconfiguration of the right to privacy of the financial consumer. Uh, consequently, this concept, the concept of accountability, must find the balance between legal validity and solidarity and social uh, effectiveness to be to be uh, actually a, a, a real contribution to the current state of uh, affairs. Uh, morphogenesis uh, processes is uh, in the provision of uh, services and the offer of financial products uh, generate the need to identify certain regulatory challenges. One of these processes is specified in the evolution of the algorithmic credit scoring. This is understood as a mechanism uh, to assist the process of qualifying the payment capacity, the credit worthiness of our consumers and debtors through the use of machine learning algorithms. As we any other form of algorithmic implementation, algorithmic credit scoring allows us to analyze data, to classify uh, people into categories, and also to save, uh, to serve as a gatekeeper for some uh, human uh, needs. While the main benefits um, that uh, could be attributed to uh, algorithmic credit scoring are anticipated to focus on increased efficiency and certainty in decision making associated with granting loans, there are also limitations. So it is noted that, for, for instance, the massive and rapid adoption of algorithmic credit systems can easily increase the probability of the occurrence of problems uh, regarding inaccuracy opacity and ways in which discrimination 
that already exist in traditional credit instruments in granting loans to certain population groups might be perpetuated. In addition, the potential high risk of affecting privacy, autonomy, and the desired power of the financial consumer is at the center of this uh, discussion. The occurrence of these and other new types of risk is closely related to the process of building regulation and also to understand the attitude of the recipients of such regulation. As Archer studies uh, in its development of morphogenesis in the face of the crisis of normativity, a situation of social conflict or the simple encounter of multiple diverse interests is called to be solved based on the binding nature of normativity, which in all cases should avoid becoming a predatory regime. And it's exactly there where we are in front of the uh, intervention by means of regulation of credit, algorithmic credit scoring. This implies reaching, of course, a high level of legitimacy in regulatory decisions. And that's the, that's the problem. Uh, in this process of, of seeking agreement between normativity and legal order, we began by considering that there was, a, a, at the beginning, a very unitary uh, um, normative source to which legal validity was subscribed. And therefore, all the obligations in social life initially were binding on society. Then we move into a, let's say, a second stage when we uh, said that we evolved towards a concept according to which increasingly the legal order revolves around a minimum acceptance of those who receive the regulation. The recipients of the regulation uh, are expected to accept what, uh, how regulation takes place. A view that is supported by Rawls, Hart, Dworkin, and Habermas. Consequently, in this context, we accept that in the regulatory decision-making process, it is necessary to find foundations of compatible ideals and thus um, achieve normative uh, validity and also social effectiveness at the same time. The concept of accountability refers to the set of burdens and responsibilities that arise in the decision maker's head or shoulders to explain to the affected or beneficiary of the decision, uh, this, this is the subject of the decision, the reasons behind the design and how the algorithm actually works. The objective is that there exists in a transversal way for all the scenarios where algorithm supporting decision making is being used, the possibility that the receiver or the subject of the decision can accept or reject that decision. Naturally, the acceptance of rejection of the decision are called to be accompanied by a recent decision that is based on the foundations of compatible ideologies. Understanding that both the decision maker and also the receiver or the subject of the decision eh, are going to present recent arguments, there are several sciences that have tried to contribute with an answer. One of them is political philosophy that formulates that based on the fact that most societies 
uh, are founded on democratic principles, the argument that, that somehow can help us to find a justification for algorithmic responsibility or accountability is that of public reason. This means to accept, for instance, that institutions, principles, control mechanisms, and the imposition of sanctions have to be justified in principles that we all agree upon. On the contrary, we would leave aside the individual criteria that have their own reason, but that will hardly find a common point that give us a greater tranquility and trust on the process of construction of these parameters of algorithmic accountability. Our argument focuses on the fact that a way to find that balance between different reasonings that occur in the establishment of algorithmic responsibility in the particular case of credit scoring must be guided by the objectives of distributive justice and the reconfiguration of the right to privacy of financial consumers. The development of technical concepts such as those of explainability that we find in the European Union regulation made it mandatory that intelligent autonomous decision-making systems can be audited and verified. This implies understanding that the desired and widely discussed call for total transparency of algorithms is opposed by technical and legal obstacles associated with their protection and of and secrecy. Both technical and legal discussion stems from the regulatory decision to impose the burden of explaining the logic behind that development of the algorithms involving decision-making processes. Sensitive questions arise, of course, such as what is the type of information that should be revealed to the subject of the decision or how uh, that decision um, um, is being made with the, assist, the assistance of algorithms and how we can understand such a process. Um, likewise, one other um, area of uh, do we take into consideration when talking about explainability is how to control the bias in algorithmic decision making, especially when ethnic, racial and economic aspects are involved. In establishing as certain levels of transparency as a desirable criteria in the design and use of machine learning algorithms, it is necessary, despite vital, to recognize the need to define it. What transparency actually means? That is to understand the main consequence of the use of these tools, algorithms, is uh, in the function of giving us a prediction the decision prediction function of algorithms and 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 how in each of these segments uh, that the prediction takes place um, are expected to have different levels of transparency 
So we could say that, for instance, that there is a segment, the first segment, that of the data collection and the aggregation of data sets, data analysis, and actual strategies and practices for the use of predictive models. So then we move into each of the segments, say, may require a different level of transparency. In the data collection and aggregation, for instance, transparency refers to providing information about the types and the forms uh, of data and databases used in the analysis. In the data analysis process, transparency is related to the technology that we used. And this is to make known, for instance, the names of the software applications, uh, if they are of commercial uh, use, or if they were specifically designed for the for the um, a, a particular case, the publication of the source code of these programs. Finally, if we move into transparency in the segment of the use of predictive models, uh, here we would seek to know the predictions made by models formulated by data mining process, which lead to the construction of categories and profiles of the subjects of those decisions. The complexity associated with the creation and implementation of transparency parameters in those three segments which are required for all designers and users of machine learning algorithms explains the current absence of regulatory intervention. Market participants of course, end up making data collection, choice, analysis, methodology decisions that best met uh, their business interests. Requiring the regulator to establish, for instance, transparency parameters would impose the duty of constructing uh, some sort of sets of data whose use the regulator authorizes. In this hypothetical scenario, the burden of proving the causality between the information collected and the use uh, that should be made on of it would fall on the regulator. Additionally, understanding the large part of the responsibility to protect the consumer of credit products um, corresponds to financial regulators. The defense here of the need of transparency is recognized as a regulatory tool aiming at counteracting information asymmetry as a market uh, failure. Against it, but the, this, this background and the tools that are already in hands of financial regulators, we explore one of the questions that has occupied those who designed algorithms, those who are interested in using them, and of course consumers as, as the main subjects of the decision made with the assistance of algorithms. The question is that of whether it is possible to adopt and develop a notion of accountability or algorithmic responsibility and how are we expected to do that? It is necessary to understand that according to the definition of the European Union uh, in the general and GDPR, a decision based on algorithm is understood as a decision made without the intervention, the human intervention, and supported exclusively by automated processes. In this scenario, humans feel, fulfill the function of 
just delivering information to the system and interpreting the decision made, but they do not participate directly in the process of decision making. In the particular context of financial system, the datafication that we see um, of the provision of financial services and the regulator na nature and protection of personal data that the sector the system usually uh, a, a, a features it comes together. This notion highlights the importance of setting clear parameters on the security, interpretation, and expected fairness of those algorithms adopted to provide financial services. Especially, this is important because the use of data and the design of business models in the financial sector ought to be guided by datification, datafication, re response to a narrative that is what it gives context, what it gives meaning, and the creation of meaning of data that we understand that data never never exists and operates alone but is interrelated with other groups of data either to complement it or to make contrast contrast in this scenario the data begins to massify either the individualization or aggregation in addition the data that is collected here is to be used through information systems algorithms programs formulas likewise data works in relation to people and social groups in this last instance we ought to understand that data creates stories depending on the way it is explained shared and offered to the public this kind of use of data creates, according to Paco Acarisi, a digital orality destined to produce a specific knowledge through the incorporation of data into a specific narratives. However, those narratives created by the use of data are not necessarily a source of new knowledge. When making reference to the idea of producing knowledge from the integrated use of data, listing big data. It is necessary to understand that we are facing a multidimensional phenomenon. Boyd and Crawford define big data as a cultural, technological, and academic phenomenon that relies on the interplay between technology, technology, analysis, and mythology. It is a phenomenon that itself favors the plasticity of digital forms, the modeling of available information, and the construction of a reality that involves social and technical variables. So these cross-sectional considerations to the forms of use of big data are central in our argument. It is necessary to understand um, the, the, the um, benefits, but also the limitations that are triggered by the use of algorithmic credit uh, scoring. Uh, once the algorithm uh, has generated these uh, parameters during the training stage, it can be used in new cases, thus integrating and creating new feature variables. In this case, both advantages and limitations in the operation of the algorithm depend heavily on the type of data that is um, delivered through 
the feature variables. All types of, of data are delivered to the algorithm for its classification, integration, use, and generation of outcome variables. So the narrative here that guides the algorithm will depend on the truth that we create by the data collected. That is, it's clear that an algorithm supported by machine learning does not generate, does not produce new knowledge, but its operation depends directly on the decisions made by designers, users, who are interested, of course, in generating knowledge for a specific purposes, assessing the capacity in this case of an algorithmic credit scoring, for assessing the capacity, the credit worthiness of our consumers. Um, in this context, it is foreseeable that um, algorithmic credit scoring as in traditional scoring um, suffers from the same bias that we have already in traditional credit instruments. The decision on the ability to pay, the, how we classify the debtors is a way of governing consumer behavior. Consequently, in this context, it is imperative to advance the construction of accountability parameters applicable to creditors in order to guarantee the interests of those consumers, debtors, subject to the decision assisted by algorithm. Uh, the second part of our argument focuses on challenges of algorithmic credit scoring. And here, basically, those that come from the current state of technology and those that are inherited from the credit trading systems. In the next episode, we will observe and discuss some of the possible challenges faced by algorithmic credit scoring that can be identified from two factors, the state of the art of machine learning algorithm technology and the limits inherited from the credit scoring system itself.